Hello and welcome to Empath and the Narcissist. Today I'm sharing with you a clip from a YouTube special that Caroline and myself went live on Narc Abuse TV. We had a great time. We went live and I just have to add this was the very first time that I ever had a conversation with Caroline. Um, we chatted in DM chats like a few days before we knew we were going co-hosting the show together and we just clicked because of our shared experiences with narcissists we were on the same wavelength it was just so incredible and it was really great to share all this information to help others enjoy Losing time, I'm fading fast I just want to make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes and praise the Hello and welcome to the Raven Scott Show here on YouTube. Thank you so much for being here. So I'm sharing with you some dating advice that no one else is telling you. And this is important to watch and listen to watch out for the signs and red flags of the toxic person that you do not want to get entangled with. So here's the show. Well... This is not an easy subject for men to maybe listen to. Some may want to contend about some of the things that are highlighted. But the article is not ours. It is actually from Falcon Hestrel, a romantic relationship writer. Uh, this article is in the Minds Journal, found on themindsjournal.com. There you are! <laughs> and um, there are a few things uh, that we're going to talk about here. But there's another aspect of life I want to touch on real quick. Uh, since we're going to be talking about men this morning, but evening for you, line, you're in the Netherlands, correct? True. But we have to uh, segue now to Raven real quick here because Raven uh, highlighted something to me before we started the show. Uh, I guess you have admirers or a fan club, uh, Raven, every time you go to post. <laughs> every time I post a reel, and today I posted about the red flags, yep. I get immediate, like, comments follows likes from the creepiest men <laughs> hmm. what does that mean <laughs> I, I, I agree with you like, i agree with you kind of creepy it's kind of creepy thank you but no thank you i'm happily married it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like happily married you should post and put happily married okay yeah. I guess I should. Media. It does. I don't think it would matter. They would still DM me. I just want to be friends. I've had a DM before. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, yeah. I don't need just Wait. friends. That's number 17. That's <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> number 17. We're going to have to make a show. Yes. We're going to have to add that now and make a show later. A That's number 17. A real life example of number 17. <laughs> That's it, right. No, That's right. it's you actually should... in the article. It has a, it is a, one of those about being friends or something like that, right? Yeah, I think it's one of those. Okay, no, so. No, yeah, it's, uh, you just want to be friends. No. Uh, <laughs> I have a long history of choosing toxic and abusive partners, so I am excited for this. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, another comment in uh, says, I'm in the UK, so it's evening too. So a shout out to you for joining us here uh, in the UK, uh, Caroline in the Netherlands. Do you love expressing yourself through shirts? mugs then go to my etsy shop and grab your merch today the article highlights that the 16 items that are, are listed in the article uh, the first one that they highlight is this aspect of being a prince charming type of a person uh, any thoughts mm. 
Oh my gosh, that's such a cool drink of water, but uh, beware because <laughs> it's candy coated. That's for sure. Drink of water, okay. I had yeah. a lot of like thoughts when I saw the picture, right? I was like, hmm, nice. At first, I thought it was David Beckham, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. When I first saw it, I was like, dude, check him out, man. <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, he probably gets a lot of likes. Um, so, yeah, but for me, immediately, it's also this kind of when I also read the article, I was like, whoa, you know, this is probably also one of one of those guys who's very uh, arrogant, has maybe also that the phrase sort of love bombing pop for me right away up. I don't know uh, what your thoughts were on it, Raven. If you have not seen on my Instagram channel that I have started a YouTube channel called Raven Scott Girl Talk. I wanted to invite you on over to the visual side of podcasting and invite you over to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, my goal is to reach a thousand subscribers, but the first benchmark is 80. And when I reach 80, I'm going to upload a story of my life sketch video, and I can't wait to share it with you. So head on over to the YouTube channel link in the show notes and subscribe to the channel. Can't wait to see you there. Well, too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole all smiles and all charm all the time. That's to me, that's a red flag because they're not showing their raw, vulnerable human being. Human beings are not perfect. So when they're always presenting as perfect, you know, you, you need to, to vet and research a lot more carefully before you just fully give your trust over to this person. I was really bitter towards Prince Charming terms, right? Like the Disney movies that I grew up with in the 80s. Mm -hmm. It was all about like rescuing the woman. Thank God it's not like that anymore. But it was like, oh, the, you know, the woman is in distress and he comes and he rescues her. And when I was in my healing process out of my narcissist abuse relationship, I was like, I hate Disney. Like, they're so awful. But that was just part of my mourning process. And I get now that that was part of the culture. They were trying to kind of show that men could be kind and rescue or whatever it is. But you have to be really careful because, like I said, if, if they don't show you who they truly are, they don't show you who their real friends are. They don't bring you into their world. Then they're putting up a front, a smoke and mirrors, and they're hiding something that you don't really want to get entangled into. That's that's uh, actually one of the things that's highlighted in the article, uh, correct? Uh, a point that's made, let me grab this here. It says, have you always had bad experiences when it comes to the masculine gender, uh, but you still fail to see the red flags in a man? Uh, some uh, have that aspect uh, that they continue to fall for a Prince Charming or what they believe that person stands for uh, and not really recognizing uh, who they really are. Uh, I told you, I, I woke up underneath the bed today. I don't know how that happened. In the article that Falcon writes, uh, there at the very top it says, if he always says the right thing at the right time, is so charming and plays all his cards right, but you never saw his friends or where he lives. It's not his first tango and not his last. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah. For me, it came right away up the, the, the what I said before earlier, like Prince Charming is the perfect gentleman. It just looks from the outside perfect. Everything is like exactly how you would want it. 
and they can also make you feel exactly like that. That's the term that, that for example, I personally experienced with Prince Charming that I had myself in my life. It's like that love bombing. And when you date someone who is very, it's manipulative also towards you in a way, who, is, who says the right things and everything seems like just so great. Like, wow, he can read me. He, he can, he sees me as exactly who I am. And he, that's actually the, one of the scariest things that you can experience in dating because it is so incredibly difficult to 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 detect you know for yourself because you feel blown away you're like wow i have to met the one and right now obviously super hot topic it's all over netflix with like for example the show um uh, with the, the, what's his name i wrote it down simon leviv uh, the tinder swindler or, yeah that was gonna uh, say it's the tinder <laughs> swindler <laughs> yeah or the, the puppet master and we're all watching it so like um excited but also with a lot of questions mark, question marks but it happens to a lot of people there are a lot of like guys but also women of course out there but mostly guys who are these kind of manipulators and they they are extremely like great in pretending it's a way of pretending and yeah. luring you in so these yeah. were my, my, my thoughts to this yeah, they, they make Charming. you feel right they make you feel like oh my gosh you're my soulmate but yeah, like, honestly, that that's kind of a far fetched fantasy. That's not something down on earth. And your soulmate is going to make mistakes like a healthy relationship. Sometimes you're not going to like them. You love them still, but you don't like them because you're two different people. And when you're in that unhealthy relationship and the dating. Yeah. And they're always perfect. That's just a huge red flag. Then yeah. I, have, I, I have to say. Um, that makes a great deal of sense. You may not like something that they may do in the moment, though you have an affection for them. That's normally the way families work, right? I mean, <laughs> with siblings, you may not like what they do in the moment, but this, hey, that's still my sibling. That's still my family. Well, when a person is in a relationship, that's going to happen. But when that person is perfect all the time, all men are little boys. You're speaking to one right now, every single one. And so to give the impression that you're perfect, and that you have it all together, it's just not real. I you know, we, we all, maybe you don't know, but narcissists don't apologize. So especially mm -hmm. in the dating, the dating yeah. first phases, they have to be perfect. So they yeah. don't have to be put in that position to not apologize and start to do all their toxic tactics because they know they have to win you over before they do the tactics. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, they, they have to be perfect. So they don't apologize they won't that's true but they have also certain phrases they use i feel especially in the beginning uh, when you mm -hmm. date them then they say things like i want to spoil you you deserve it um we right. we are meant to be together and they quite quite quickly jump to the you're the, the one you are the one the, the, yeah. the woman of my life so the, these are red flags you can really yourself when you go on a date first date second date third date if, if he drops one of those just be aware you know yeah. like don't jump right away when he says, I love you. Like you can say that after date five, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not a good Slow sign. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what'd you say? Your say, it again. say it again, Raven. Slow down. Yeah, just matter of fact, on, matter of fact, just wear a shirt that says that. Or just have something that you can just pull out and just put it on the table to slow down. I like the comment that was posted that, that went away about the Disney movies. Oh, wait, hold on. Can no, we'll get it, we'll get it back from, uh, from Doobie. Yeah, Disney Doobie, movies right. are That's... so full of consensual moves made by men. Go ahead. You were going to say. No, I just, I agree with you. And I think that's part of my anger 
was, you know, mine was very, like, it just was so manipulative. And so you're raised as a child watching those movies about, like, it's just okay. Or, you know, it was never talked about as a child, like, I raised my children differently. But you have to be, to be polite as a kid, you need to hug, you know, to say goodbye. Like, all these really, like, personal boundary things that you, there are, aren't asked for consent that's touchy something feely, we should be teaching. Feely. Yeah, we should be teaching our children now. Hey, even with family members, especially as toddlers, and then going up, do you want to high five or you want to hug to, to say goodbye? Like, get consent from the child because that is teaching non-consensual intimacy in relationships. Then that allows this person to swoop you in. You're my soulmate. They swoop in and they stick their tongue in your mouth, and you're like, oh my gosh, but okay. Like, I have to be polite, and all this stuff just snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy boundaries. Totally. Yeah. Learning them from the start. That's <laughs> very important. We, we're, we're looking at sometimes, um, not every woman, but a number of women can find themselves that this is information they've never had anyone share with them, let alone teach them uh, because of not having really good caregivers, uh, family dynamics where they had strong uh, women who were able to stand their ground uh, when it comes to I want to shout out to everyone who subscribed to the channel. Thank you so much for contributing and subscribing and commenting. I really appreciate you. The way a man behaves with strangers, because when he meets you, you're a stranger. The way he behaves with strangers uh, says a lot. With the way he treats you uh, as a woman, as well as the way he treats others. What points did you gather out of that? the way he behaves with unknown people. You can see, like, just try and remove yourself from the emotion and observe how they treat others at the restaurant. Let's say he takes you out to dinner. Is is he kind of snubbing them? Is he not saying thank you? Is he having this air of, like, he's above them? Because mm -hmm. is he, how, how well is he tipping? Is he being empathetic to, wow, like, I really respect that they're putting themselves out on the line, they're working, and... You know, there, there's a feeling in a person to show respect versus to not show respect. And for me, mine was like, he was above everybody. And I should have picked up on the signs because they were there and all the interactions mm -hmm. with everyone out in the public. How about you, Caroline? Yeah, I agree. Like someone who's toxic or we can also be more specific, narcissistic, for example, would expect always royal treatment. So would they would approach also others that way if like i deserve better they put themselves like on a pedestal of like they they put others down they belittle them from the waitress to someone who would just you know be on the street they, they comment always in a negative way so that they look themselves better and they have also no empathy so if someone is running late because the waitress is very busy, they would not have an understanding of seeing the restaurant busy. They would be like, no, I deserve the treatment right now. Um, maybe they would even refer if they had like a celebrity friend or, you know, like anyone yeah, who right, is important right. say like, I have this friend, I'm friends with X, Y, Z, um, therefore I deserve. So they're always seeking for that social status sort of connection with themselves and that everyone is below them and these are these are really like red flags to see like is he having an inflated self is it just that he's cocky and like it's all about me or are also other people treated in a nice way because he will treat yeah. you nice because you're right now maybe you know 
the target. But it, when you just observe him with the others, there you see it quite, quite clearly. Clearly, it's also in a traffic jam. If he, if he picks you up with the car, you're on a date, um, and every every other minute he's shouting or swearing at the others, and it's always all someone else's fault. Good point. That's very good. Yeah, always blowing really the horn. Would yeah, you say right? But- I just yeah, I agreed with you. That's a really good point. Yeah, I, and you know the traffic thing. That's a really good point too. I, I'm glad you put yeah. that in there. I'm just sitting there thinking about. I'm thinking about people right now that I know like that. <laughs> so, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not everyone. It's like that. You know, like, I know. I know what you mean. These I, are just small yeah. red flags because, of course, you know that's it's really difficult to detect. And for example, I did not know this. Like I always cut in people's slack. Because when you're on a date, you always think like, yeah, maybe you had a busy day or, you know, like or, or in a longer relationship, you like you make excuses for them. But actually look at what's really happening. How are they towards mm-hmm. others? Because it gets only worse Good point. from there. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Mine, mine did not honk or yell, but he had a really fast car. So he would just zip around and he would oh, cut wow. people off and drive really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so there's those option. two signs. <laughs> Life insurance policy, no doubt you needed when no, you got I in the car with him. God. I had angels watching over me every time I was in that car. <laughs> we would go out after drinking and drive the dark mountainside at like 90 miles per hour. I, I, was, is that in your book? Is that in your book? Yeah. I'm just curious. Yes, it is. It is. It is. I, I don't it remember that part book. in your it's book. Very, okay. It's not the story. It's just a like, very poetic depiction of that story. Yeah. Okay. The pedestal. She said the word pedestal. And I just watched the first part of the HBO with Evan Michelle Woods and Marilyn Manson and this whole concept of the pedestal. They prey on those who look up to them. And again, they look down from their pedestal on people. So it's almost like an unconscious way that they energetically attract their quote unquote, we call them the victim. But it's really just that interaction like they love to be worshiped so yeah of course they're going to draw you in and they're going to they're going to do their manipulative tactics and it's this whole just this whole air of like i'm better than everyone and they kind of catch some of us who may have our our self-esteem low like you said we don't have parents to really teach us that this is not appropriate behavior or not talk about it and then you get sucked into worshiping them and then all of a sudden you're in their vortex you're like i am going crazy get me out get caught up get caught up in the the ability and the freeness to forgive behavior but later on finding out that the behavior you're forg- that you're forgiving is very toxic it's very dangerous to you in the long run and they start to recognize you're not going to get that pushback that normal human pushback and say, hey, wait a minute, hold on a second. Let's be a little bit more forgiving of that person the same way you want forgiveness. And that opens up a whole can of worms, and here they come because they're upset with their narcissistic behavior or traits, and now they're going to attack you or project onto you. When dealing with a man, you have been in these situations. But how did it make you emotionally feel when you were in those moments? I know we've been describing situations. We've been describing behavior of what the man is doing. But when you were in those moments, just briefly, how did you feel emotionally when you were living those experiences? If you can lay that out for some young woman who is just now stepping into that type of behavior. 
you could tell like by my body language i felt so uncomfortable it was like i saw, I feel like I saw that yeah I'm back in there i'm like i it was like wiggling like there's snakes all over you're like oh my god this is so awkward like stop yelling at that person or stop doing this so then you start to make excuses you try and diffuse it you try and be the peacemaker when really they should just be held accountable and like booted <laughs> what do you think about that caroline i actually exactly had the same reaction physically i felt like just sort of like clearing. shoulders shoulders it's this you are literally walking on eggshells around that person even in public because eventually you're like let's just hope we can go through the day uh, without any embarrassment even or you walk through the i had always like we had neighbor issues all the time so i was like let's hope we're not gonna meet a neighbor <laughs> so it's yeah. like yeah. because it would escalate it was escalate and on a bad day you know like some people were also you know cannot control because they're very impulsive so it can also end up very physical and then you're like in the middle of it and as a girlfriend or young young woman you feel helpless you feel helpless and you, the, because your partner or your date it doesn't matter but it's more let's say it's a, your partner you feel like responsible you also feel that connection obviously so it's kind of like it's mm. it's partly not you but he's kind of like you chose to be with him right so so you feel like you have to defend him so as a good partner you have to stand up for him even if there's a lot of wrongdoing on his side wow. so you you just you feel like you have to cross your own boundaries because deep down you know this is maybe not okay that's too much that's yeah that's crossing someone's boundary but because yeah. you feel that it's your partner you have to align with someone you would not normally not align and that's internally such a conflict that mm. makes that drains you emotionally also because then you get that tendency of thinking oh god how can i address it with him that it's not going to happen again but he would obviously not hear you so you you start having this internal conflict within yourself hmm. and that's where it continues or starts hmm. Hmm. that brings up another point in the article about you feeling like they need you and i think it goes to through all the different phases they bring you through it's like this beautiful mm. honeymoon phase and then this like starting to kind of project things onto you phase and then turning your brain around against yourself mm. now you're getting into the explosive phase and you feel like oh well I, you they almost put you in this weird mom role it's like you're a mom you're a romantic partner so yeah. you feel responsible for them to cover for them out in public to cover for them with your people who are saying leave this loser and you're like no no he just needs this he just needs that and it puts you in this it's just a horrible situation and you're not responsible for him can i just say like you are not his mother that's yeah. her job and if she failed then that's not on you you yeah, can be he, free from that if he doesn't yeah. step, step out if he doesn't step outside of his little boy role and step into manhood yeah. and become a partner, uh, a leader of a team uh, that is trying to build, then he's going to act the way you've been describing. Uh, he's going to act in such a way that he just drains you of any dignity, any peace of mind. You don't feel secure. I like the way you described it, Caroline. It's like you hope you didn't run into the neighbors. You just hope you didn't run into anybody that he's going to fight with because you don't know when he's going to eventually turn around and attack you because he's attacking everybody else outside. It's just a matter of time before he ends up attacking you. Um, uh, any other 
points that you pulled out of the article? Not on this one, but I want to maybe add one more thing. Um, because you just said it, like he will turn eventually towards you, right? The partner. Mm. And that's also the, the problem in itself, because eventually you hit that point of like, of course, it's aimed at others. But once you're at home, you also held responsible for what happened. So if you go into, into a conversation, approaching it as like an adult, right, saying right. what happened out there or what happened with another person, mm-hmm. in the end, it will be spun in a way that it's your fault because you suggested to go out, for example. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so totally. it's that mind-twisting. Because... Yeah. And well, that's really important to 100%. mention. Okay. 100%, Caroline. Yeah. How, how do you handle that if you're not a person that wants to sit there and have an argument for five, six weeks on the, on something? You just ignore it then. Is that what you're saying? So you just let it go. And that's probably what they want. Or how do you try to handle that as a woman when you're dealing with an immature person like that? I think in the beginning you try, but you learn your lesson relatively quickly that you choose your fights because it's it's the one who's suffering is you. And no matter how often you in, a, in what ways, and you that that's the that's the tricky and anxiety also triggering part, because you will think you have to work on yourself because he will make mm. you feel you have started the argument also wrong or the discussion you approached it the wrong way. So you question over time. It's it's a time span of of weeks, months, can be years, but you are the one working on yourself. So you constantly reflect because that's what adults healthy. Let's say people do, we reflect, we kind of like think, okay, in a relationship, they're two to tango, right? So I'll, I'll do my part. And you always hope the other person will do it too. Yeah, but right. Yeah. If, but if, if you're the only one doing it and you get always the feedback of it's you, it's you, look, it's you. And they point out very, very, very good also. That's the manipulative genius, I always say. Mm. They manage to pinpoint down things, facts. Uh, things you might have said and they confuse you so much that you yeah. start doubting yourself and the self-doubt is that's what's eating you up yeah the yeah. self-doubt is what's eating mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use me so the self-doubt is what would be eating me because we're trying to be that strong capable competent partner but they're using facts that they've stored away and thrown them all together to create this confusion that actually reminds me uh uh I'm looking at, let me, where is it? Here it is. I'm going to put this on the screen. Look what Brian says. It mm. was essentially agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah. Brian yeah. Reed says, I would end up apologizing for my own abuse. That's like what you just said, Caroline. It's awful. Yeah. Can I totally feel you, Brian. That's probably like, probably Raymond would see also not, I can see it. Yeah. We all who have experienced it, it's, it's such a pattern. And we all yeah, are I like, would- yeah. I would, you know, I would come back like a normal human being, a healthy, right? I'm just normally like after a fight the next morning, we go for a walk. What happened? What can, you know, how can we, you know, do something different moving forward? What is the source of our problem? Because it kept coming up because he just kept doing his same old BS. And it always was literally like a two hour, two hour conversation as we're walking to him just pointing everything back to me. Well, only if you do this, it'll be fixed. 
only if you do this, then it'll be fixed. Yeah. And I would take it upon a hundred percent of myself. Like, oh, okay. And it, it was just this huge, deep philosophical mind act, really. <laughs> and then I was like, I have to take responsibility for it. And then I would end up apologizing. Okay, all right, next time I'll do it. I'll do it this way. This conversation is so incredible. I know you are eating it up. Um, this conversation goes on for about an hour and a half. So I'm going to give it to you in three chunks of 30 minutes. So it's bite sized You can listen to all of it in one sitting versus having to pause and come back to it. So I will be posting this again next Thursday. Um, so continue to um, check in. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you're loving this, please rate and review the podcast. Take a screenshot and tag me at Ra the Raven Scott Show and share with me your feedback. Share with me, do you agree with Brian? Do you agree that your experience is that the abuse is then blamed onto you and you end up apologizing for it because you're just trying to, you know, keep the peace or you really truly have been manipulated in your mind to think that it, it was your fault? How, do you have these experiences that Caroline, myself, possibly have had? I would love to hear um, from you about that. Truly, it would be such a blessing to hear so I can cheer you on, support you, and just relate to you so you know that you're not alone in this. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you and see you in the next show. Remember, always keep your Losing unique light shining.